Welcome to Leveling Up the Podcast with Alethea Tucker. I'm so happy that you're listening today. My goal is to bring something new, something promising. I plan to bring conversation, resources, and wisdom around the things that are holding us back from going for our best. We'll talk about everyday life and careers. I'll bring us dialogue designed to dig deep and identify our passions. We'll talk about the limits that you need to let go of and the promise that you need to grab a hold of. I'll interview women who bring valuable insight to the table. We'll have opportunities for Q&A and we'll talk resources to help along the way. There are levels to this and we'll hit them all starting at the ground floor. We all have dreams and now is our time to level up. Ground floor. Somewhere along the line, we've been told that we have to focus on one thing in order to be successful. At least that's what I was told growing up. I was also told that there were certain careers that I should not pursue because, you know, there just wasn't any money in that field. Both of my parents came from humble beginnings and like many were determined to ensure that I not only had the opportunity to go to college, but also make the best use of my education. So off I went to college and pursued the things that seemed right. For me, However, I had a hard time trying to find that one thing that I liked. I experimented until the last possible moment I had to declare my major. After switching my major five times and taking classes year round, I graduated in four years with the major I originally started, political science. So what am I saying? Just as you are the only person to achieve success for yourself, you are the only person who can label what success looks like. Trying to meet others' definition will forever have you spinning and lost as you change to meet the expectations of others while leaving all that you have or discounting all that you have as desires and not destiny as pipe dreams and not purpose. So set your focus on what's important to you. Your affirmation, I determine what success looks like for me. I will no longer fold to the expectations of others only to fall from where I truly desire to be. I determine the criteria for my success and I must allow myself to pursue it. No more fear, no more compromise. I'll reach for where I know I'm supposed to be because success is in my DNA. Main level. Welcome back to Leveling Up the Podcast with Alethea Tucker. Here we are starting season two, and today we're continuing with our conversation with Kayla Elise, a stress management coach, 
and she is going to talk to us. Now, last week when we did the live broadcast, she talked to us about stress and techniques that can be used overall, no matter the profession, no matter the gender. Although we looked at a couple of scenarios that were really particular to women, they really, the answers that she supplied us with really could be used just across the board, no matter um, gender whatsoever. They were really good stress management techniques that could be used to help reduce stress, to bring yourself to an awareness of the hints that you're, what you're thinking may be just a mild level of stress really could be leading to something that is much more serious physically and mentally. We looked at all of that last week, but this week I want to speak with her more specifically about her niche with principalship. So Kayla Tucker is the owner of Kayla Elise Coaching Services, LLC, a company that helps women in educational leadership to effectively manage stress, prioritize health and well-being, and lead for the long haul. As a school psychologist by trade, with years of experience in the online wellness space, Kayla is an expert on stress management for school leaders. Using a unique framework that is founded in resilience, biology, and humanistic and behavioral psychology, she helps women in principalship learn how to bounce back from the day-to-day demands with ease while keeping personal sustainability at the forefront. So again, Kayla, we welcome you to Leveling Up the Podcast with Alethea Tucker. We're so happy to have you here for part two. So let's do this. Let's just start out. We know that your niche, again, is with principalship. Tell us kind of how you got to that niche, stress management, and how you determined that you would go ahead and focus on principalship. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. Um, So I guess long story short, I shared the long version of this on the Facebook Live last week. Um, But um, like you mentioned, I am a school psychologist by trade, but I have not always been in that role as an educator. When I first started my career in education, um, I just had my bachelor's degree in psychology and I also studied human development. That was my minor in undergrad And my first job in education was really doing what I call school psychology light. It was a lot of work that is quite similar to what I do now as a school psychologist, just without the title (laughs) and without (laughs) some of the, without some of the responsibilities as well. So I was doing a lot of work directly with children as well as um, school administrators and staff members. And in that role, which I found very fulfilling, I loved the work that I did, but I was also very overwhelmed um, towards, you know, probably the second half of my time in that role. I was good at what I did and they needed some extra hands on some other projects. So I started being pulled to other projects and just having to juggle all of that was really really overwhelming for me and very stressful. So I, um, I honestly thought that the only way that I was going to be able to continue to work in education was to just deal with that. The only people 
who I had seen thus far in the field were all kind of operating within this martyr mentality or this idea that the kids come first or their work comes first and they come second. And um, I thought that I would either have to buy into that or I would have to quit. And being the person that I was, I don't know if it's a generational thing or just a me thing, but I had no interest in having to sacrifice my own health and well-being in order to do this work. So I decided that I was going to stay in the role, but that I was going to do things differently, that I did not have to abide by some of the unspoken culture codes in the field to be able to work in the field, that I was going to give that some pushback, even if I was alone in that, um, and that I was really going to do my part to really take the reins in terms of my success and my level of comfort in my career. So I kind of took what I knew about um, how we can best support children and applied that to myself, although it is a different age range. Um, we're human beings just like they are. So I took what I knew about psychology and about human development and really started to focus on fostering my resilience and getting a really solid stress management technique in place because the, re the reality of the situation is that even if I had taken a different job, stress is a part of life and it, I knew that it was very important for me to be able to deal with that. So um, that's kind of what I did for myself. And then having worked across state lines in multiple buildings at this point um, in pre-K through higher education, I see mm -hmm. a very clear thread of you know, it's not just what I saw during that first couple of years in education. It is something that really, in my opinion, plagues the field in general. This idea that people have to give of themselves relentlessly to do the work and always put themselves on the back burner. And I have seen other educators who struggle with this as well. And that is kind of how how I landed in the, the entrepreneurship space that, that I'm in. After figuring out how to solve the problem for myself, I wanted to be able to help other educators to do the same. Wow, that that's great, Kayla. And you know, it takes uh, a lot to be able to, first of all, recognize that you're dealing with stress. Secondly, be able to figure out uh, ways that you can handle it best. And then, you know, be able to go on and to do some studying and I know that you have uh, your certification as well and just be able to apply all of that and be able to pull together a program to help others, which um, is, is really commendable. I really think that that is awesome. Thanks. So tell me a little about why you chose principalship. What made you kind of hone in on that profession in particular? for stress management? So I definitely knew, like I said, that I wanted to work with educators, but I also really kind of dug deep into my why and my own vision, which helped me to figure out exactly where I wanted to target. So my big picture vision, like I think a lot of educators, um, is to change the trajectory of children's lives. And I believe that there are two ways that I can do that. One is on a very direct and individual level in my work as a school psychologist, and the other 
is on a systems level in my work with principals. So in my head, my purpose is not just to be able to help school principals who are at the top of the totem pole in their buildings to be able to effectively manage stress, but also knowing what the research says about having principals stay in their role beyond the current three to five year turnover rate and what that means for their staff, which also indicates what that means for their students and for their overall outcomes. I knew that it was important to kind of start at the top, keeping in mind that trickle down effect. So the greatest way that I can have uh, the biggest impact is by starting at the top. And that's how I ended up selecting principles. Mm, interesting. Interesting. So tell me, have you tapped in? Well, I know you must have tapped in to some principles. How have you gathered research to kind of find out specifically what areas they would need to focus on or what areas you would need to focus on helping them with? Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is based on uh, stress in general, because again, it, it that's a a human phenomenon. It's something that happens to all of us. So a lot of my research in terms of what I have studied is how humans need support with stress and need help with building resilience in general. But then the other part of it is looking specifically at the woes of principalship. And a lot of what I have learned about that is from talking to principals as well as reading dissertations. I've actually read a lot of dissertations um, since the general research on some of these areas is still emerging. It's a little difficult to find peer-reviewed articles at this time, Um, but there are plenty of dissertations out there that have this data in them. And then there are also some organizations that are specifically geared towards principalship, and they also do a lot of research. In, uh, you know, from a much broader perspective about specifics of the principalship experience. And I also learn a lot from them as well. Hmm. So tell me, what have you seen in a typical uh, principal that may come to you and say, you know, I need help managing stress? What are, what are some of the scenarios that you've seen going on with them? What do you see happening in their lives? I think a huge stressor this school year, the 2020 to 2021, and honestly, even the 2019 to 2020 school year has been the pandemic. I think for a lot of people, the pandemic has been a stressor, but I think for educators specifically, it has been particularly difficult to navigate, especially as some of them are engaged in face-to-face instruction, which adds a whole nother level of uh, duties to their plate. Um, And principals already have a lot on their plate. So some of the stressors that I have heard them mention or seen them experience is just the fluidity of the face-to-face plans or the distance learning plans and how they have to be ready and willing to make changes kind of at the drop of a hat when, you know, there's a student in a class who tests positive and then that whole classroom has to be quarantined Mm. or the district uh, superintendent or their superiors are... Uh, reaching out to them and explaining that there are some things even you know they might have spent two weeks three weeks creating this plan for face-to-face instruction and then there's a change and they have to go back to the drawing board so COVID in and of itself has been a big stressor but even outside of that um, the role of principal has changed drastically in the last 10 to 15 years there is so much more on their plates now than there used to be Um, they're dealing with the 
the impact of how teachers are feeling and teacher turnover and having to sometimes find substitutes at the last minute. They're dealing with difficult parents. They're dealing with possibly having to be disciplinarians or juggle multiple hats, depending on how many resources they have at their disposal. At the end of the day, every issue that can't be solved by someone below the principal funnels back to the principal. So, um, you know, that often looks like them pulling 50 to 60 plus hour weeks Mm. and not having a whole bunch of time for a family and things of that nature. So there's a lot of stressors um, that come with being a school principal. Oh, wow. Absolutely. And I'm thinking, you know, going back into the, you know, upcoming fall, um, there'll be even more opportunities, not that you really want to hear about opportunities for stress. (laughs) However, you know, they will be there because they're, again, transitioning to another school year. That's different from any that they've ever seen. Mm -hmm. I don't think the precautions will be as high with COVID um, prevention or uh, just, you know, being cognizant of the things that you need to do for protection. I don't think it will be, of course, as high as it was when we were in our, you know, at the height of COVID, but yet we'll still, they will still have to be really cognizant of the things they do as far as um, the kids coming back and, you know, working through all of that. So I'm sure that there will still be a major need um, to address things and get them straight after uh, kind of a post-COVID moment. Mm -hmm. So what kind of programs have you put together to deal with uh, stress at the principalship level? So right now that is um, actually my signature service. So it is a Um, coaching program called Lead with Longevity. It is an eight-week-long one-on-one coaching program where principals are really equipped with the tools to what I call, quote-unquote, stop the bleeding. So when they're in crisis, Mm -hmm. experiencing, um, you know, a a huge number of stressors at once, and they just kind of need some relief. Um, So helping them to really get a solid stress management toolkit and set of strategies in place, as well as teaching them the skills that they need to build resilience, which will help them to bounce back from the stress with ease Mm. or with more ease. That's great. And is your program, how do you go about um, selecting the people who will be a part of your program? Is it a limited program? Do you do group coaching or is it more one-on-one? Right now, it is one-on-one. In the future, it will likely be group, but at this time, it is one-on-one. So you get um, coaching calls with me, individual coaching calls. In terms of the selection process, it really is just about being a good fit. Uh, The program is exclusively for school principals at this time, so you cannot be an assistant principal or a head of school or a dean or anything like that. It is for people who have the title of school principal or lead learner, however you like to refer to yourself. And in terms of selecting who gets to be a part of the program or who wants to work with me, it really comes down to the fit. I want to make sure that you're a good fit for me in the program and that I'm a good fit for you and that I'm the best person to solve the problem that you have. Great. 
That, that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, before we go any further, let's take a pause. We have a sponsor for this episode. So we're going to hear from our sponsor and we'll come back and start to wrap things up with Kayla Lee. So don't leave. We have a little more. Today's live podcast episode is brought to you by Gem Jolies. Gem Jolies, bringing you fine handcrafted one-of-a-kind jewelry designs. The owners are a mother-daughter team who share a love of jewelry and a flair for design. Known for their unique pieces made of natural gemstones and metals, their designs are sure to put a smile on your face and bring joy to your heart. For more information and their inquiries about purchasing a custom creation, please feel free to send them an email at gemjolice at gmail.com. Visit their website at gemjolice.com and to stay up to date on their latest designs, like and follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Gem Jolice. Father's Day is swiftly approaching, and the ladies at Gem Jolice are designing with the men in mind. Father's Day gifts will be on their social media pages later this week. Be sure to place your orders in time for the special men in your life. Oh, we're back, Kayla. And you've talked about your program. Tell me, now there are other stress management programs out there. And I've listened and I hear some things that are a little different. Tell me how your program is different from some of the others that are out there. What makes yours unique? Sure. So I think the first thing is that it is geared specifically towards stress management. This is not kind of a, a catch-all program. It's not a digital course. Um, it's not an ebook. It's an actual mm. coaching program mm-hmm. that is specifically for stress management. I think something else that makes it unique is that it was crafted with the woes of education and principalship in mind. And I think that for our field, it can be very, very beneficial for the person who is helping you to work through some of these things that you're experiencing to be someone who is an insider, so to speak, or someone who knows exactly what life is like for you on the inside. Um, And then I think the other really big thing is that it's not about leaving your job. I'm not going to help you transition from principal to something else. Um, It's not about changing the things that are external, um, like, you know, the circumstances, it's not about self-care either. It, it mm. is specifically about managing stress, building a solid stress management skill set and toolkit, and also building resilience. And I have a very specific framework that I walk clients through that also has some resilience building components kind of baked into it. So by the time you get to the end, you have that stress management toolkit and you also have a skill set for a building resilience. I like that. I like that. You have a toolkit and something for building resilience because, you know, I said this last week and it's true. You may have the techniques, you may have a formula, you may have a program that is going to help to alleviate the stress in your life or show you some tips for alleviating them. But stress is, is a continuous thing and it will come back numerous times to play you, uh, you know, to pay you a visit. So, uh, having a toolkit is something that is definitely worthwhile and something that is, is definitely needed. Something that you can go back to over and over again. Now I still have part one of our talk together where you gave just some overall basic skills, um, that would help anyone dealing with stress. So I just want to remind our audience that that is still out there 
on a Facebook live recording on my personal page, Alethea Tucker, if you want to go back and listen to that. Um, I mentioned that this one would be specifically for Kayla's niche, and that is what we've done today. Now tell me, how can people work with you, Kayla, going forward? How can um, they find out about your programs and where can they reach you? Yeah, I would encourage you to visit my website, which is KaylaElise.com. You can book a discovery call there or a next steps call. And then also on my social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, you can find me on all of those platforms at I am Kayla Elise, spelled exactly how it's listed in the podcast. Um, so yeah, you can reach me on any of those platforms and the link to book a call will also be there. So basically it's just a call for us to chat and again, make sure that we're a good fit for each other and then we can discuss next steps. Awesome. Awesome. Well, what we like to do here at, uh, leveling up the podcast, we always leave our listeners with resources and that's going to be in the next segment. And if I can get you to just hang around for another second as I pull that segment in and maybe you can give me some of your resources or tell us about some resources that you recommend. And so hold on, that's coming up now. Kayla, thanks so much for being with us again and finishing this off. And uh, I look forward to having you back another time. Thank you. This was awesome. The Loft. Welcome everyone to The Loft. It is in this segment that we talk about resources that relate back to the topic that we've covered in the podcast. And I asked Kayla to come over and join me here so that she could tell us a little about any resources that she would like to recommend. So Kayla, are there any resources that you would recommend for us? Yep, I actually have three. So the first one is actually pretty broad. I would recommend for anyone who wants to learn more about um, how to close the stress response cycle, um, complete the stress response cycle, or wanting to learn more about burnout, which is kind of the extension of chronic stress, I would suggest that you read a book called Burnout by Emily and Amelia Nagoski. Um, and then the other two resources are a little bit more specific to educators. So specifically for school leaders or um, really leaders in, in any arena, I would recommend a book called Resonant Leadership. It's all about um, being mindful in the way that you lead and how to build kind of little pockets of stress management into your role as a leader. And then the third and final resource that I have is actually an app called Smiling Mind. It is a meditation and mindfulness app. And I think that many of them are great for lots of people. But Smiling Mind, I think, is the best for educators because they have programs for kids that are categorized by grade. So if you are a teacher, you can incorporate that into that wellness into your day to day either with your own kids or with your kids at your school. Um, it just makes it easier to kind of slip that into your into your day while you're working in schools when they have those programs specifically curated for um, educators and for kids. Awesome. 
Those are some great resources, and I will have them listed in the notes here on the podcast, as well as a couple other resources that I would love to recommend to you as well. Some of my favorite things that I do um, to help alleviate stress. And one of those is to just have a great cup of tea and to listen to my favorite calming app. So I will leave both of those again in the resource section here in um, the notes. But that's it. Thanks for joining us. Okay, we've reached the end of the episode. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. As you catch the elevator down, if you feel so inclined, rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Remember, every day is a new opportunity and it's never too late to level up.